Hello there, founders. My name is Kamala Brown Washington, and I'm a nonprofit founder as well as the CEO of the Profitable Blueprint and Million Dollar CEO Mastermind. And I'm on a mission to help nonprofit founders with online programs just like you all over the world grow your business in a way that's profitable and scalable. I'm having candid and transparent conversations about what it really takes to scale your online business to millions of dollars per year without self-funding or being solely dependent upon grants. Join me to learn the CEO decisions I've had to make, the biggest failures I've had to overcome, and the strategic wisdom that emerged every step of the way. I'm humbled and I'm grateful to have this opportunity to share it all with you right here on Level Up with Kamala, the podcast designed for nonprofit founders with online programs. Let's level up together. Hi, founders. Welcome to Level Up with Kamala. I'm really excited to have a conversation with Rhonda Simmons, who's the founder and CEO of the Simmons Empowerment Foundation. She's a client inside of my program, The Profitable Blueprint. And I'm just really impressed with the progress that she's made, the growth and expansion that she's experienced with her program. She literally came to our program a few months ago, like not really knowing where to start, how to market, how to sell her services, how to secure clients, how much to charge for her program, what type of platform to build out her coaching and uh, consulting program. It was just like really from scratch. She didn't even know like what questions to ask. She's like, I just know I need, I need help. <laughs> I want to share her testimonial with you, her experience with her program and how it's growing, it's building and how platforms and opportunities are being open for her to generate diverse streams of income and revenue, just based on the principles and in, in the foundation that, you know, she's been taught inside of the program. She's not even finished with, you know, the program yet. I want you to be encouraged and it's, you know, one thing for me to share the level of, of knowledge and strategies and systems that we incorporate inside of our program, but it's completely different to have a client who's actually in the program to share her experience and her testimonial. I want you to hear it from her. And I hope that this encourages you to just know that just everyday solopreneurs are really generating profitable business models just because they're taking one step after another. They're operating in their fear. They're operating in their discomfort. They're operating in their imperfection. And I just want you to be obedient so you can reap the rewards of whatever it is that you want to accomplish with your business, with your program, with the impact that you want to make with your audience. And there's so many golden nuggets. Like the interview is just fire. Okay. Like don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. And I'm going to share my interview, my conversation with Rhonda Simmons, founder and CEO of the Simmons Empowerment Foundation. so much for being here, Rhonda. I am humbled and I'm honored to have you here on this platform. Well, thank you so much, Kamala. I am excited to be able to share this space with you today. You know, last night I was preparing like the questions I was going to, you know, ask you and really kind of going through my mind, like how I wanted this, this interview to flow. And I started really like getting giddy and anxious and I kind of tossed and turned a little bit. So oh my goodness. Wow. It's like really good, good jitters and really good vibes. Well, good, good, good. Well, I'm, I'm just as excited to be here. Uh, this is like the moment for me and I, I'm just like, woohoo, 
<laughs> this time with you. And so I'm I'm really thrilled that you're having me on your show today. Thank you. Absolutely. Let's start off by you just sharing, telling our, our viewers and you know listeners a little bit about you, your program, your organization. Okay. Well, uh, I'm in Texas and my organization is the Simmons Empowerment Foundation Incorporated. And it's a result of a 19-year-old vision that uh, God gave me just prior to moving to Texas with my active duty husband. You know, I was moving across country, didn't know anybody. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do when I get here? And God just dropped in my heart to start a home for unwed teen moms. And I thought, didn't see that coming. You know, <laughs> you know that was not what I was expecting. And uh, a whole lot of life happened over those 19 years, but it wasn't until the middle of the pandemic that I felt the the urge to just start my nonprofit then. And I did. And there are certain things as I look back on it, I don't know how I knew to do. For example, I, you know, I reached out to a legal service to set up my 501c3 and I got everything in motion. And, you know, it's one of those things where you have this vision, you start out doing it and you're you don't realize until you're in the middle of it that you don't exactly know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I just knew what God told me to do. And and so I just started out. And that first year, I started out in 2020. And that first year, uh, you know, I I had my board members. And, you know, when when you're starting from scratch, Mm -hmm. um, there's a reason why they call it scratch. Yes. Because you're you are clawing your way (laughs) through through the mumbo jumbo to to get where you're trying to go. Mm -hmm. And of course, as you know, you have to have a board. And I'm thinking, okay, I need people real fast that know me. And and I've reached out, you know, to close friends, which is not something I would advise. Right. Uh, But to get started, I did what I had to do. And so I, I started it and it was rough that first year. You know, it was just about making sure the legalities were followed. And I I got that done. And then I realized, okay, now it's time to get into our mission. And our mission is to have a home for unwed teen moms, but also to empower them through pre and postnatal health education, job skills, training, and coaching. And the mission was so big until I, I, I honestly didn't know what to do. And I remember sitting in my office just praying, I don't know what to do. Right. I, I don't know who to turn to. Somebody's got to know more than me, you know. And and it wasn't that I hadn't sat on boards before, mm-hmm. uh, because I had, but I've never been at ground zero before, starting creating something from nothing. And so yeah. that's where I was. And and you know, I bring thirty years of experience in ministry and almost fifteen years in education. But right at that point, I felt absolutely clueless. I I did absolutely clueless and I did not know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I was on Facebook and I saw the smiling lady talking about, I help nonprofit founders. (laughs) Oh, that was me. Yeah. And I thought, well, okay, that's nice. But I don't even know what help I need. And, And I knew that if you're going to have a company, you're supposed to make money, but I didn't know, I didn't know anything. Right. I didn't know the questions to ask. So then I ignored the ad the first time. I, and, and it's something about Facebook. If you spend too long looking at an ad, then that gets into your cycle of the you algorithm. Know, right. Yeah. And so I saw the ad again and, you know, free webinar and I'm like, okay. So I signed up for the webinar and I watched it. And I thought, okay, well, that that was helpful. Thank you. And I ignored it again. And a couple of months rolled by and I thought, I'm just as stuck today as I was a couple of months ago. (laughs) And then no sooner than I said that, here came your ad again. Really? Yes. Yes. And I thought, okay, I'm going to watch the webinar, you know, and, and I'll be honest, I thought it was a brand new webinar, you know, because the ad for it looked so different. And I said, she said the same thing this time that she said before. <laughs> and I thought, maybe because truth doesn't change. Oh. 
you know, let's wait, wait, wait. Say that again for the people in the back. I like that. That was a good nugget. <laughs> Truth doesn't change. Yeah. You know, and I, as I watched, um, I thought, well, that's smart. Why change the message if the truth hasn't changed? Mm. You know, and I just sat there and I thought, hmm, you know, did the head tilt thing? And I'm like, (laughs) okay. And then I thought, you know, you got to the pitch part and I was like, oh, well, how do I pay for that? And And I finally said, God, if this is what you want me to do, I need you to provide the money for me to do it because all I know is I need help. Yeah. And I had some, so I was wrapping up some other business transactions and I had the money and I thought, oh, I need to make this investment. And somehow or another, I knew that this was the right investment. I needed, even though I didn't know what questions to ask, I right. didn't know the depth of what I was going to learn. I just knew that I needed to be connected with someone who knew more than me. Mm. And it was very powerful, like I said, that your message never changed. You know, you know I, it's really interesting that that you you referenced that initially, you know, you didn't have the money. You didn't know how you were going to pay for it. You were praying on it. And then God just made provision, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's amazing how he works, because for me, and I think that's the same as what you were you were sharing. That was the va- the validation that you knew that this is the path that he wanted you to take because he made that, that provision for you. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, it has been the absolute best investment I could have ever made in myself and in my business because you address things that I never thought of. And and, And I cannot tell you how many moments I've had, just like the one you just had a few moments ago when I said truth doesn't change that, that, Aha. Yeah. It, yeah. It happens every every time I'm in a session with you, whether it's live or going through the course, I'm having those aha moments all the time. And, and it, it's just when I look back over it, I'm like, man, I have grown so mm-hmm. much and I've changed. And so it, it's been wonderful. Ah, uh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you remember at that point of time? Were you looking for a coach or a mentor or a consultant, you know, however you, you want to title title me, but were, was it something you were looking for or it just kind of the ad just popped up in your algorithm? Kamala, I didn't even know to call what I was looking for a coach or mentor. <laughs> All I knew is I need help. Uh-huh. You know, and I, I have a certain inclination to, you know, for business, but I knew for the magnitude of what God had called me to, mm-hmm. I needed someone to get me to this whole new level that I'd never been to. Before. Right. And I knew it wasn't just going to happen be- because I was wishing it to. I needed some concrete information. I needed step-by-step instructions. Mm-hmm. And I also needed to understand the rationale behind some of the decisions I needed to make. Okay. And so your course really, really helps me with that because just telling me what to do, I'll be honest, that works for, for children. And, and in today's time, that doesn't even work for them too well. <laughs> but I, I, telling me what to do is great. It has its place. But helping me understand why I needed to do this or why I needed to not do something um, was just valuable, just absolutely priceless. Good. That's good to know. I mean, because I never know what aspect of the program is really going to resonate with, you know, one client from the other and everyone learns differently. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's helpful information. And I know with myself, because even I have a coach, you know, I will always, always have a coach because I know the importance of working with someone who has already been where I am and felt <laughs> the pain and the frustration that I feel. Was there a level of fear or doubt, even though you were being obedient and, you know, you made the investment, 
And I'll be honest, everyone doesn't always invest with confidence. Sometimes we just invest. I know this is what I need, but I'm still scared. Mm -hmm. Did you ever feel fearful or doubtful or scared or paralyzed or anything even after you made the investment? Oh, absolutely. The fear wasn't even about your course. My only fear was I was stepping completely out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. simply because God told me to. And even when I say it out loud, I have to stop and think, I wonder how that sounds to people. (laughs) And I, I, I got to a place where I don't care. And I will be perfectly honest. I was making moves in silence. Mm-hmm. The only people that knew I actually started my foundation were the the two other board members that I, I had. I, I I didn't say anything to friends, church okay. family. No one knew that the foundation existed mm. probably until the end of the first year. I know that sounds kind of cynical, but with all that I was dreaming and envisioning versus my reality, the last thing I needed was negativity. True. Um, And so by moving in silence, that helped me contain my fear because I figured, well, if I failed, nobody would know. Mm -hmm. know? And and so I wasn't fearful to invest in the program. I was just fearful about the whole idea. I have started this foundation. I don't know you know, where I'll end up. I definitely, I didn't see today, you know, (laughs) it's been two years now and I am so further along than I was, you know, the first year until I I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been here today if it weren't for your program. In fact, your program gave me more confidence Mm. because now I wasn't just shooting in the dark. I, I, I knew exactly what I was doing. I was making informed decisions I could justify my decisions to my board. I could have more constructive conversations with my board and I can, I can talk business love you know, it. with way more confidence now. Love it. Love it. Love it. So one day I'm in the, I'm in our Facebook group, as you know, for those who are listening, who are not familiar with our program, one of the benefits and features is that we have a members only private exclusive Facebook group. What happens in the group, the, the the discussions that we have, everything stays right there in that platform, right? And I'm scrolling through the feed and all of a sudden I see a video of you doing your podcast and I am like blown away. I listened to a little bit of, of the clip and I'm like, she gets it. Like she really, really understands the importance of building connection and and nurturing her audience and sharing content to brand yourself as an expert and as an authority in your particular in like you really really embraced it what spoke to you and made you decide like i need to be visible I need to really connect with my audience and step outside of my comfort zone in that in that platform. Well, I can tell you, I attended one of the Tuesday Q&A sessions that you host and the sessions are, you know, roughly about an hour. And I'm one of those people. I, I try not to do things just haphazardly. Right. But then there are other times when I feel led to to attach myself to things or to to do things, not fully knowing why. And so when I show up, I'm looking for the why. Why am I here? Why did I have to be on this call today? And it was one of those times. And because you host them every Tuesday and uh, I don't come every Tuesday because of scheduling, but that Tuesday I was determined I had to be here. In the course of your conversation, of course it was the whole hour is impactful. But I'm one of those people where when I know I've heard it, you yeah. know, that was just for me, I am good. I got it. I'm done. And you were saying that you have to get where people are, that your conversions are in your connections. I think that was what you said. Right. Um, when you, you know, convert a, a prospect into a client, 
It's in your ability to connect with them. And when you said that, I literally sat back in my chair because communication is my thing. That's yeah. what I do. And, right, and right. you know, being in ministry, if you don't know how to connect with people, uh, I, I question whether or not you have a ministry because ministry is people. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, I can do that. And I actually looked at my weekly emails that I had been sending out. And, and actually it wasn't quite weekly at that point. And I looked at just the, the content and I'm like, I've been sending out good content, but the piece that was missing was me. Mm. You know, it didn't have enough of my voice. It didn't have right. enough of my passion. Yeah. It, it did not scream connection. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it screamed information, but it didn't scream connection. Right. And ever since then, I have just changed the whole flavor, if you'd say, um, <laughs> of, of my emails, my videos. I'm just putting myself out there. I, I'm starting to do workshops. And it, and what's funny is I'm not a shy person in, by any means, but I hadn't even thought about the fact that I was the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. yeah. You have your podcast, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. You also have a radio show. I do. Tell us about your radio show. Well, both the podcast and the radio show are called Empowered Heart to Heart. Obviously, uh, empower is one of our power words mm-hmm. um, because it's a part of our name and a part of our mission. And in one of the things I heard you say is you don't want to stretch yourself too thin. You know, you, you want to be consistent and you want to be effective. And so when I'm thinking about marketing plans, I'm thinking about how I can get more bang for my buck, so to speak. And I had seen this YouTube commercial. I don't even know what it was about, but that gave me an aha moment where they said, take one piece of content and you can use it for this, 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 this. And they had a visual up there. And I thought, I can do that. (laughs) So when I started my podcast earlier this year, I also, maybe within three or four months, I thought I need to be on the radio. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because Central Texas only has one gospel radio station, uh, which is interesting. And it's in my area. And so, yeah, yeah. And so I reached out to them. And we had, you know, a kind of a discovery call about what I was trying to do and, you know, where I was headed and come to find out the radio station can pull from my podcast. And I said, hush your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes. And so I'm like, okay, I can do this. So I just, um, you know, create my podcast and it's, as you would say, um, rinse and repeat. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so as long as my and even if I don't upload a podcast episode this week, the radio station will just pull last week's podcast. It just oh, happened. OK, OK, OK. Yeah. I'm looping in. So, right. Yeah. So I don't let that happen too often, but it's just wonderful because I'm able to just connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your your speaking platform, because I was very impressed to learn now you're now you are being seen as an authority and people are are literally booking you to speak and paying you which is a whole nother stream of income and revenue coming in so let's let's hear about that well one of the things that your course teaches well I shouldn't say your course that you teach us is that you have to identify um, your most valuable client, mm-hmm. who is your target audience. Right. And you said, just pick one. Right. I, I was, when I first started, I was, I was doing that until God helped me understand that's good, but you actually have two major things going on in your life that, that can't be ignored. Mm. And one was my background in education as a teacher and principal. And the other was my ministry. Okay. And I'm not trying to make a business out of ministry. I, you know, that's a whole nother conversation and right. you know, Jesus first and all of that. 
But what brings those two very different careers together for me is my coaching program. And so, you know, that just kind of blew my mind. And so it's just rinse and repeat. Okay, so I need to find out this and this and this. These are the questions I need to ask. So it was it wasn't that I had to come up with a new system. I just had to go through the same system again because it worked. Yeah. yeah, the same framework work, and you're you're absolutely right because it it really does apply for for profit, nonprofit, ministry, whatever that happens to be. A strategy is a strategy. I just happen to choose my MVC, my most valuable customer, to be founders of nonprofit organizations. They just and like and like I said at the beginning, truth doesn't change. So I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. And I I felt confident because I I know I I kind of felt like I was an outlier to your program because I know she said just one, but what do you do when you have a founder who's coming to the table with these two very viable careers and and passions? Right. Um, And how do you bring them together without you know, just overworking and killing yourself trying to to do this. And so that's where the coaching came in. I think it's great. And I would love for you to share what aspect of your business model is online. I'm sure you have certain aspects that's in person. Obviously, you're speaking live at these conferences. So that's in person. Maybe you do do some in-person coaching. But what aspect of your business model is virtual online? My entire coaching program is virtual. I actually do have an international client. <laughs> yeah, so that that's pretty cool. That's and, a new one. Okay. Uh, yeah, thank God for the virtual world. You know, and that's, yeah. Yeah. that's a wonderful thing. And so my program offerings, a single session, or I have other packages that include multiple sessions over three months or six months. I have found that some people just want an accountability partner. You know, we're getting ready for the new year. We're all setting resolutions. And we we go through the same cycle. You know, we create these resolutions every year. They never work. It's because the accountability piece is missing. Okay. I offer an accountability partnership, you know, as a separate package. All of that is on my website, my program. I don't know if you wanted me to... If you were asking me. <laughs> By all means, absolutely. Let's get it in. Okay. Well, my program is called Dear Future Me, the coaching program. Mm-hmm. And it's because so many times we get stuck in the past and the past has its place. It, it, it informs our present and our future. However, being stuck in the past is detrimental to our progress and our success. And being fixated on the present is ineffective, too, because you're just like the rat in the wheel. You know, you're going around, nothing's changing. The whole goal is to think about who do I want to be in the future? Where do I want to be a year from now? That's number one. And that's that's an easy answer. The work comes in when we're creating an actionable plan to get to where I want to be a year from now and then the follow through and execution of that plan. And so that's where I come in. My my program again is called Dear Future Me, the coaching program. It's on Life Coach Hub. And the, the great thing about it is when you're coaching with me, you don't get just a conversation. There's There may be homework, <laughs> some online courses that supplement what we're doing okay. in this conversation because I want people to walk away stronger mm-hmm. and better and and change. It's, it's all about change. And so I'm enjoying the journey. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So you've been with us for a few months now. Are you comfortable in, in sharing how much revenue you've generated over the last few months? Yes, I'm uh, right around $7,000. Wow. And that's just since, actually, that's just since June. Okay. Okay. Just since June. And, uh, and because that's when things just really started clicking for me mm-hmm. and it clicked so well until as soon as you start aligning yourself with the strategies that work, yeah. you 
see results. Right. So I, I am so excited for next year because I appreciate $7,000, but we want to add about two zeros to that. <laughs> yeah, we need to add a couple more zeros, but it's good because now that you have launched, now we can look at the numbers. We can look at your data, your metrics, and now we can start to refine and yeah. really determine what needs to be added, what can be taken out, how can we begin to start, how can we start to scale your model and really create more, more impact? This is so good. This is One so of the good. things that, that you teach us, Kamala, is to document our processes. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm, I'm working on because I'm always thinking if something happens to me, I, I want my organization to outlive me. People need to know what to do. My Legacy. Board, yeah. Oh, yes. They need to know what to do. I don't want them guessing. And I don't want them coming up with, with things that don't align with, with the mission. Sure. And, sure. and so documenting the processes helps. And I think documenting both sides. This worked great. This is what I tried. That right, didn't right, work. right. Yeah. You know, because I don't have time to repeat mistakes. But we, we certainly don't. We yeah. certainly don't at all. No. And I think even being in a position to, as you document, being in a position to really determine how can I niche even further my specific market or my specific audience, because then you really, really are able to fine tune and build that brand as that particular expert authority for that problem that, that you're solving. Quick story, when I first started this online, you know, program, it was called Create a Charity. Create a Charity was the name of the program because I thought that people just wanted to know how to establish a nonprofit. And so as we're doing the coaching calls, all of their questions were based around how to make money. Like, how did you generate revenue? Like how you pay yourself a salary? How did you quit your job? You know, so forth, so on. And so it really became how to create a profitable charity. And so then I really had to hone in on my audience and really focus on those who wanted to charge a fee for their service or for their product or for their, their membership, whatever they happened to be. And that was a whole nother level of niching down. And then we hit the pandemic and the whole world literally became virtual. And then I wanted to really further that reach to, you know, nonprofits. I don't know why we always the last to get the memo. Like we are always <laughs> the last to get the memo. So like the whole world is virtual, but we're still trying to run our our operation and our business model like the pandemic never never happened and we have this and i don't know if it's a fear or just ignorance or stuck in our ways wherever that happens to be like we really need to keep up with the times and the whole world is virtual we need to be virtual as well Absolutely. so i started niching down further to nonprofit founders with an online program or who desire to have online program because it's not, it's not going anywhere. Like restaurants are virtual, you know, you might eat in the restaurant, but now they have a delivery yes. hospitals, doctors, they have telehealth, the educational system. You have virtual classes, you have like everything is virtual. So why would we be any different? That was a whole nother level of niching down. So now it's just, it's not just nonprofit founders. It's not just nonprofit founders who want to generate revenue, but it's nonprofit founders who want to generate revenue with an online program. You know, just niching it down, I think, as we refine, as you start dealing with specific issues and problems that your audience might be addressing, you might determine, you know, I really don't want to go in, in that direction. I really want to focus more on this specific area or solving this specific problem. Do you mind sharing as you're coaching pastor's wives, what problem or problems are you solving in your coaching program with them? With pastor's wives, the problem is that 
they have no outlet for what goes on behind the ministry. Mm. They always have to wear the face. Yeah. You know, while people see them and their husbands, you know, as pastor and first lady, the pastor's wife sees the real deal. Mm. And and things are not always as they appear. Right. And they don't have the luxury of confiding in church members that that is just sure. tantamount to disaster. They, right. they, they can't. And many times they don't know who to trust. And so I provide that safe place because that is the one thing that pastors' wives don't feel that they have is a safe place to be themselves and discuss whatever is going on, but not just, you know, discuss it, but work through how they're going to handle it. Mm -hmm. So I provide that safe place where we have enough in common that they can just jump right in talking about church stuff. And I, and I understand, I get it. I, I understand the demands, you know, and you would be surprised some of the things that, that pastor's wives are enduring that they wouldn't in a million years tell a soul. Sure. And so they need that safe place because so many times when you're taking in all of this and you're holding it in, that's not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not healthy. So I provide a safe place and possible solutions for them because I'm outside of their situation. And so I'm able to present a different perspective. Right. So you referenced before it's a ministry. I get that. Do you charge a fee for this coaching experience with you? Yes, I do. Because as I've learned from you, you have to decide, are you going to run a, a business or a ministry? ministry. And so I, I'm, I love ministry, but in this capacity as a coach, that's a business. Yeah. And so even though this is, this might be your ministry, but it's still at the end of a day, it's still a business where you need to generate revenue because you have expenses, you have overhead, you have a salary to make. Right. Yes. And, you know, that is something that I've had to overcome in myself and in comments that people have made from time to time, because people feel like if you're a nonprofit, you should not be making a profit. If you're having a ministry, it's not a business. And I, I get that to a certain degree, the ministry part. But my response is every single entity has to have a definitive plan for bringing in revenue. If you don't, even the church, if everyone in the church stops giving, we're all going to be sitting there praying in the dark. Look, you better <laughs> preach. That, that's a sermon, okay? <laughs> I, I'm not trying to yes. carnal, to use a Bible term, but that's the facts. I know the Lord will provide. I, I get that. And I know he could rain money from heaven. I understand that. <laughs> but the Bible also says that he'll bless all that we put our hands to. Yes. And so you can sit there and twiddle your thumbs if you want to, but you'll be in a dark twiddling. Yes. And so, <laughs> yes. You know, and so there are some things that we have to do in order to keep the church going and in order to keep the people going. Right. You know, ministry is in and of itself, it's a blessing but it is emotionally and physically taxing. Yeah, yeah. And if if these pastors' wives don't get a healthy outlet, they could do some serious damage. This is true. Oh, to, to churches. And and so because I get it and I, I sit where they sit, I can address those needs. That's excellent. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I know life happens to all of us, you know, and <laughs> as you referenced, you know, initially, you know, I, you start this business and then you're like, okay, I'm starting from scratch, but now, now what? Curveballs happen. Life happens. Are you able to share something, an obstacle perhaps that was presented to you from or within your, you know, business that 
our team was able to help you work through or overcome? Yes. I think one of the biggest victories for me was changing my mindset. Mm. You know, because I have a heart to serve and because I have a passion for ministry and it's all about people, sometimes that can be a hindrance to setting an appropriate price for your service. If someone, you know, looks pitiful as they're saying, oh, I would get a coach, but I can't really afford it. Well, the minister in me is touched by that. You know, I understand (laughs) hard times. The business person in me realizes, but you're texting on an iPhone. Mm. Mm. You know, and you, you and your team help me understand that people will pay for what they value. And um, and that is so powerful. Star. You are the star pupil. You're the star pupil. Well, <laughs> well thank <laughs> you. But it, it was a mindset shift for me because I, I began to realize just over the years how I've seen people living in what I would consider subpar living environments, mm-hmm. you know, getting all types of assistance. And, you know, I understand sometimes life happens, do what you have to do, but I never understood how you're, you know, you got a leather suit, you know, the whole suit is leather, you know, and and you got the latest iPhone that, you know, you're living in this environment that is, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be so diplomatic here, but I never understood that. (laughs) <laughs> it's a choice because people will pay for what they value. It's true. And That's and true. once I understood that, then that changed my mindset, even down to marketing. I've got to market with value in mind. Yes. Yes. So why would someone coach with me? Mm-hmm. Why would someone make the sacrifice and, and make me another budget line item? to have a coach. And so that really changed the mindset. And then also in setting the price, you're not just picking a number out of the air. You've got to look at the cost of doing business. And that was something that was a part of your program. And once I went through the calculations, I realized, oh, that's what I should be charging. That that was a far cry from what I was going to charge. (laughs) And it was just based on the numbers because just like truth, math doesn't lie either. Doesn't. You know, <laughs> you, you have to do what you have to do. One other thing that you brought to my attention in one of those Q and A calls, you mentioned how hospitals, colleges, and universities are all nonprofits, and you said name one of them other than St. Jude's, <laughs> you know, gives their services away for free. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, it it never even crossed my mind that they are nonprofit entities that have a fee for service business model. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I square my shoulders and I'm like, okay, okay. And they they have no problems. In fact, I, I remember being in the ER on the stretcher. And here come the little person with the billing information. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and asking me for $150. And I'm like, Ivy? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but they have a job to do. And-, and they do not scale their prices based on your economic status. Like an IV is $150, period. Like whether you're affluent and wealthy or whether you're low income, like the price is the price. So why do we have to adjust and customize our pricing for someone's economics? Like if you want this IV, mm-hmm. you about to find $150. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll find it. Now you might ask for an extension or, and granted, you know, hospitals do have financial relief programs. Yeah, they do. Um, but the bottom line is their business model is not centered around a financial relief program, you know? Right. And with that in mind, 
when I was setting up my coaching packages, I set it up to where people can make that one-time payment. Or if you're, because when you think about it, we in this country are accustomed to thinking, can I afford to make the monthly payment? Mm-hmm. And so I'll, you know, offer it in installments. They don't tell you in the commercial that this brand new car is an $80,000 car. <laughs> I mean, who would run out and get it? You know, not too many, right. but, it, you know, they'll tell you, oh, you know, with good credit and $350 a month, I mean, provided you don't need to have good credit to coach with me, but, you know, we're always thinking about the monthly payment. Right. And so what that has taught me is that offer people options. You know, it just, it, it, yes, it's always cheaper to pay the upfront payment, but if that's not in the budget, maybe you can do the three installments. And so it's just the mindset shift that you and your team have helped me to have. That, that's been absolutely priceless. That's fantastic. You are operating as a CEO. I love it. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. Because, I mean, you're, you're looking at prices and your your budgets and generating the revenue versus your expenses to make sure that you still are in the black afterwards, which is going to increase profit margins. Like, who talks about that in the in the nonprofit sector? Like nonprofit, we don't talk about profit margins and <laughs> expenses versus revenue and making sure that we're positive at the like we don't we don't do that. You know, I had the pleasure of being a guest on your podcast and you asked me like how would I define empowerment? And you know, I share like I want to be a disruptor. Like we need to disrupt, we need to start making people feel a little bit un- uncomfortable so that we can grow because that's where the growth is in our discomfort. I don't know anyone who tried to lose weight and didn't suffer a sacrifice, feel some pain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's where, like, that's how you're going to grow. Yes. So I totally, to- oh, I love this. I love this. I love this. Okay. So as we begin to to wrap up, if there is someone who's on the fence about enrolling in our program, do you have any words of wisdom to kind of get them off the like if if they're going to enroll, enroll, if they're not going to enroll, they're not going to enroll. But if they're right on that fence, how could we help them make a make a decision? Yes, like I said, People pay for what they value. Mm -hmm. And if you are a brand new nonprofit founder or even not so brand new, if you need help, you cannot deny the fact that you need help. You may not be able to articulate what type of help, but you know this can't be all there is. (laughs) can't be flowing correctly. And like the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm. And when you know you need help, make the investment. It it, it is so worth it. I have not regretted it a single day. And because not only is it being a part of the team, but I can always go back to the course and rewatch a video. I didn't tell you this, but... When I was going through your, your program, I would, when I would go to bed at night, my husband would be snoring next to me and I'd be in the dark watching, with, watching your courses and watching your video with the headphones in and everything and holding it up close under the covers so we didn't see the light because I valued the information. I valued the help. I could not stop. I was hungry for it. You know, I I don't need help to do nothing, you know, but if I'm going to make massive changes, then I've got to put myself sometimes in an uncomfortable place mm-hmm. to get the results that I want. It has been so worth it. I have enjoyed every single encounter. Get off the fence. Indecision. And, and I will say this, indecision will kill your business. Yeah. One way or the other. I mean, not, when a decision has to be made, it just has to be made. Mm-hmm. And so not making one actually is one. Is one. Yeah. Because you're saying you don't want help. You don't know how. 
Because you'll find, as we said in the very beginning, once you start getting in motion, the resources will come. You'll figure it out. By the way, aren't we about to come up on tax season? <laughs> Hello. I'm just saying, you know, if you're getting a return, you know, that's money you've been waiting on all year long. So you know you haven't budgeted for it anywhere. So direct your funds to this. And and really, it's not expensive for the value that you get, the income potential that you get. It, it's not expensive. Because you've already made a return on your on your investment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And doing an online program is just wonderful because rinse and repeat. Because I'm all about working smarter, not harder. Absolutely. And I'm not going to be uh, killing myself and working from home. (laughs) 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 Not going to do that. That doesn't make sense to me. So get off the fence. Get off the fence and do this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How can our viewers and listeners get in contact with you? My website is www.tsefi.org. That's the acronym for our organization, the Simmons Empowerment Foundation Incorporated. Our email address is info at tsefi.org. And reach out to us. We will respond very quickly. I'm just so excited to have this opportunity and just get started. Get it done. Where do you want to be a year from now? Okay, write that down yeah. and then write down how you're going to do it. Absolutely. And then execute. Excellent. Because, yeah, a plan without execution is just a dream. It's just a dream. Yeah. So we're going to be sure to have all of her links and contact information in the description and make it available, whether it's on our YouTube channel or on the on the podcast. So you can definitely get in contact with Rhonda if you feel that you need coaching, if you need advice, wisdom, or if you just want to get more of a testimonial of what it's like to... <laughs> To be in the pro, which I can't see how you can you can have any doubt whatsoever after, you know, listening and 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 watching her. So, thank you so much for your time, Rhonda. Is there anything else that you want our viewers or listeners to know about you, your program, anything? Thank you. You know, um, Kamala. Sometimes you wonder when you go to do things: Is it really working? Have I really grown or changed? And where I see my growth is when I'm interacting with other uh, nonprofit founders, even in my community, who are trying to wing it on their own. I was talking to one where he just has a heart and a passion to serve, but not so much the business aspect. And how I realized that I was growing is by the questions I started asking him. Mm. You know, um, like, have you gotten your general liability insurance? Have you made sure you had your 501c3? Do you have your EIN number? And when he's talking about all of his passion, I I just turned to him before I could even catch myself. And I said, you have to decide if you're going to have a ministry or a business. Yeah. You know, and when I said that, I thought, oh, go (laughs) Kamala. No, go Rhonda. That's great. That's so, yeah, yeah. And so when when you when you can turn around and and share with conviction with others about what you've learned and how they can be benefited uh, by the same information, that's how you know you've grown. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, the bottom line always helps too. <laughs> Just a little bit. So thank you. Thank you so much for responding to the call to meet a need, to to being unafraid to keep evolving. You know, to 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 keep scaling and to to change with tides and being sensitive to when it's time to change. And and thank you because I'm sure you might have had your own fears like, is this really gonna work? Yeah. You know, and I know I, I quote scripture like a lot, but that's just who I am. But the, the Proverbs say uh, that a man's gift will make room for him. 
and bring him before kings. And so uh, thank you so much for sharing your gift with us. And I am a benefactor <laughs> and a target audience. <laughs> and so thank you so much. And you help me do what I do. When you have this type of uh, backing, this type of coaching in your life, it doesn't detract from your mission True. at all. You know, I'm able to focus on my mission squarely now that things are in place and systems are in place. Now I can really focus on what my my mission is for my organization. The business side is, is not a di- distractor at all. It's to help you do what you've been called to do. And so thank you for helping me with that. Truly, truly my pleasure. My prayer to God has always been just make make me an answer. Just make me an answer. And I know with that one prayer that he'll bring the right people to me, the people who are ready to take action, to make a move and to still operate in imperfection and in fear. So again, I'm humbled and I'm honored for you to take the time out of your day to sit here and chit chat with me on Level Up with with Kamala. And I look forward to what 2023 has to offer both of us. Yes, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> All right. We're about to level up together. Thank yes, you. Yes, woohoo. <laughs> Thanks so much, Kamala. I appreciate your time and I wish you all of God's blessings upon you, your family, and your business. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Take care. Bye. Can you believe, (laughs) like, she blew me away. I really didn't anticipate her really digging that deep into her experience in, you know, working with me and my team inside of the program. I don't know what more can be said. She did whatever was asked of her and she took the right steps. And she made progress regardless of, again, her fear, her imperfection, her not knowing. Sometimes we have to figure it out together. But if you feel a sense of resonation and you're ready to take that next step to catapult your vision to that next level, I welcome the opportunity to work with you. Please send me an email at team, T-E-A-M, at KamalaBrownWashington.com. You can send me a DM through Instagram, through Facebook, through LinkedIn. My handle is KamalaBrownWashington. And it's me live responding. I don't have a bot or an assistant who's (laughs) answering the DMs, it's actually me responding to you. But, you know, let's let's have a conversation. And if you truly know that you're ready, then, you know, click the link and go ahead and apply <clears throat> so we can schedule a strategy call. Go to KamalaBrownWashington.com slash apply now. Just click that link so I can get clarity on, you know, where you are currently you know, we're going to be starting a new cohort of clients. And again, I welcome the opportunity to share my proven method for how you can monetize your expertise, create a business model that's generated consistent monthly revenue, and, you know, build a six-figure business. Let's work together. Let's create impact together. I hope that this episode has been an inspiration and has motivated you in some in some capacity to take that next step to take action. Let's see what 2023 has for us. Okay? Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
I hope you enjoyed this episode and found value in my content. I invite you to subscribe to my podcast. And if you want to learn more about how to turn your online program into a six or seven figure business, join me in my free masterclass. Please visit KamalaBrownWashington.com. That's K-A-M-I-L-A BrownWashington.com. I'll share exactly how I was able to generate millions in revenue with my nonprofit program. And I look forward to hanging out with you next time on Level Up with Kamala, the podcast for nonprofit founders with an online program.